to Success Quest. Become your best self and join the revolution to success. Hey Questers, Jacob Harmon here, and I just want to welcome you to the Success Quest podcast. For those of you that are new listening to this show, we talk to a bunch of people, we interview a bunch of different people about their journeys to success, and also learn different tips from them on how to be more successful. One of the unique things about our show is that we try to talk about a lot of different areas of success. We believe that success isn't just purely financial. I mean, that's the stereotypical thing that you hear, right? When you hear someone is successful, the first thing that I at least used to think about is someone who's rich, someone who had a lot of money. But really, there's a lot more to success than that. So anyways, that's what this podcast is about. Welcome. We're glad you're here. And without further ado, we'll just jump into the interview this week. Uh, Caleb was able to interview Scott McCarthy, and this episode is going to be all about leadership. So it's a perfect episode to listen to if you're trying to become a better leader, if you're trying to learn more leadership skills. So we'll just jump right in. All right, Questers, welcome back to another episode. Here today we have this guy. He's awesome. His name is Scott. Hey guys, how's everybody doing? Uh, we're super excited to have you, Scott. Thank you so much for giving us your time um, and now your wisdom, right? We get to talk a little bit about who you are. Questers, Scott has been in the military. He's actually currently living in Canada. Um, he has a lot of leadership experience. And so this podcast is going to be kind of more lean, leaning towards who, who Scott is and some of the advice that we can receive from him about being better leaders ourselves in business or in anything, honestly, um, because I think leadership is a skill that you should develop for I don't know. Everything, right? Like, what do you think? I, could, I've, I couldn't have said it better myself. I always say, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are in life. We all need leadership ex- skills. So whether or not you, you work big business, you work nonprofit, you work government, you're a stay-at-home parent, it doesn't matter. We all need leadership skills. So yeah, man, I couldn't say it better myself. Perfect. Well, let's just go ahead and dive straight in so our listeners can get a better idea of, of who are also our listeners. We call them questers. So if you want to refer to them as questers, that's the best way to do it. Um, But Scott, tell us, who is Scott? Scott McCarthy? McCa- I, I forgot your last name. Here, <laughs> I'm a horrible person. <laughs> it's all good. McCarthy. Scott McCarthy. So- I knew it. Yes. See that? Points for me. Brownie points for me. Okay. Anyways, who is Scott McCarthy? My bad. <laughs> well, um, yeah. By day, I'm a senior Canadian Army officer, still serving, 18 years wow. and counting. Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And by night, I run uh, run my own podcast, run my own consulting business uh, called Moving Forward Leadership. Uh, so, uh, like you, like we talked about, I firmly believe that everybody needs leadership in their lives. And basically, it's kind of coming my 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 secondary mission. First one, still serving the country. But my secondary mission is helping people become better leaders through active leadership. You know, best leadership advice, best leadership uh, tips. Going out, interviewing people, providing my own experience. Uh, my last job as a in my army, uh, I was a a squadron commander of 200 soldiers wow holy so, cow yep yeah. so you know taking the, all my lessons learned from two years of commanding 200 troops and, and all my years part of that and just bring it to my audience so yeah that's yeah. in a nutshell who it, i am it's so interesting because i'm looking at you you look so young so when you said 18 years i was like did you start when you were like seven okay that's crazy uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right yeah I, I i am young still uh um i literally got my acceptance so I'm a graduate of the Royal Military College of Canada up here, uh, which wow. is equivalent to like your West Point, right? Okay. So 20 minutes before I left for my prom, my high school prom, I got my acceptance phone call. Today, I actually missed high school graduation 
to go oh and to sign on, sign the paperwork and get sworn into the army. You were you were ready. That's what you wanted, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were yeah. thinking that about that twenty four seven. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, how old are you then, right now? You, you're thirty six. Uh huh. See, I can do math. I can, you do, can that. do math. Yeah. <laughs> so that would consider. Oh, you, so you are a veteran in the Canadian Army. Um, what exactly is your title, so we can be more respectful? Here. Right. So, uh, well, uh, my rank is major. Major. My occupation is an army logistics officer. I'm specialized in movements and transportation domains. So I, I, I sum it up quickly. Say I move stuff in for the, for the army. Right. Wow. That's awesome. What What made you decide to go into the army? I mean, this looks like something that you have been thinking about for a while. Then you were so excited to graduate <laughs> and just go straight into the army, it's, man. It's It's funny. Uh, so I was in grade nine, I believe it or not, and uh, the recruit the guys from the army showed up and did a presentation about life in the military, and more specifically, uh, the Royal Military College. And I was in grade nine. I said, "That's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go because uh, from." I'm from a super small hometown. Like my hometown was only a couple hundred people. My high school, yeah, my high school was only a few hundred from all the little surrounding towns, right? Mm -hmm. So everybody went to uh, either Memorial University of Newfoundland, which is in St. John's, or originally from Newfoundland, which is on the east coast of Canada. So you either go to the Mun or you go to College of North Atlantic. And I was like, I want to do something different. So what did I do? I did. I went to the one place where they made us all the same, which is a military college to be different. But yeah, wow. that was a that was in the back of my mind from grade nine. So that's what I'm going to do. And I just set my mind to it at that point. Boom. That, there it is. It. Yeah, got to <laughs> accept it. And you know, the rest is history per se. So do you have a lot of family who've also been serving in the military that kind of influenced you a little bit? Nothing. Wow. Me and my brother. My That's brother incredible. actually, my brother was a reservist at the time uh, that I got uh, picked up, and he actually transferred at the same time that I was that I enrolled. So both of us joined at the same time. Wow, That's, That's incredible. It. And you were, you guys were just gung ho about that. That's fantastic. On a scale of one to ten, being hard is it hard to be in the military? Uh, I guess you got to. How do you define hard, right? Yeah, I guess mentally yeah. taxing, physically yeah. taxing. I mean, I know it's all taxing, but it's it's uh, it's a. It's a certain lifestyle for sure. Uh, it comes with certain uh, advantages to it. It also comes with some serious disadvantages to it. So if you're prepared for those, both the good and bad to it, it, it life's easy. Like I, yeah. I enjoy everything I do. It's the reason why I'm still in. I got buddies who showed up, you know, enrolled with me, said, yeah, I'm here for a career and they're done in five years. Wow. I got other buddies who said, yeah, I'm here for, I'm here for the education, do my time because uh, our education gets paid for. And then you, you go back five years of service. So a lot of guys right. get in, do, do the education bit, do five years of service and get out. So some guys are like, oh, no, I'm here for a career. And guess what? Poof, gone right away. Five years. <laughs> and, and, but, and then other people are like, you know, I'm going to keep playing the game until I, I decide it's time to quit. And so, so as you long want. as you get the right mentality and, and you're, you're prepared for it, no, it's not hard. Are there hard periods? Heck yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it sucks. Yeah. Uh, but that's life, right? It doesn't matter what job you're in. There's going to be things that suck. So you got to be prepared for it is basically it. That's awesome. That's like a perfect segue into now just kind of understanding um, the, the, the choice you made about starting a podcast. Because this is kind of interesting too. Now, you, you've been doing something that is incredibly probably physically taxing and mentally taxing for most people who haven't joined the military. They're like, that'd be crazy daunting, right? Like you're crazy for even wanting to do that as soon as you graduated, by the way. Um, so you're already kind of an outlier there, but then you also decided along the way, you know, you were like, Hey, I want to start a podcast. What, what kind of prompted that? Oh man, we're going to go deep. Uh, you're going to see how crazy I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good. That's good. So let's roll back to 2009, actually, uh, you know, 10 years ago now. And in October 2009, I deployed to Kandahar, Afghanistan. 
for seven months. And my role wow. over there wasn't wasn't the usual one. Um, I was actually embedded in the Afghan national in the Afghan National Army unit, providing mentorship to their officers direct day in day out every day for with them for seven months. So I come back from there and they go, "Hey, you're you're being re- relocated. We're going to send you to our our, our school." So you're going to go train new officers coming into the forces in transportation movements. I'm like, okay, cool. So I show up there and I start doing, so I start doing that role for, for a couple months. And I'm like, you know what? I like this, you know, training piece. I like teaching. I like, you know, giving people uh, new knowledge and helping them grow and all this stuff. And I was talking to a buddy at the time and we decided to try our hands in business. Well, long story short, Ooh. that flunked. <laughs> that failed. <Started> dabbling. <laughs> yeah, we started dabbling and, and, and it failed, but it was a learning opportunity, right? Exactly. And, and then a couple of years later, I got, I got posted, uh, again, relocated. And um, at that time, my wife was in uh, medical school and we were living apart. Uh, she was like wow. six hours away. So we did four years of us living apart. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to find, I'm going to have to find something to occupy my evenings with because I had just finished doing my master's on my own time. That was done. So all of a sudden I had all this free time. And I was like, I got to find something. And I tried. I was like, let's go back to the leadership thing. And I was working with another blog site for a bit, just just hanging out and helping them out. And, and I started doing the podcasting with them. I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I flip the leadership thing that I've been you know, picking at, let's flip it over to a podcast and let's just see where it goes. And, you know, it's, we're going on three years now of moving. That's fantastic. Leadership. Congratulations. Three <laughs> years of podcasting. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but three years now of moving forward leadership, uh, kicking around. I'm, I'm inching towards my uh, 100th full episode. Wow. That's, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's soon going to be soon gonna be launched uh, within the next next few weeks. So No freaking kidding. Yeah. So that, that, that is a very, very short story. There's a whole lot of more in there. That For I sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But... No, I guess that's it, awesome. Yeah, it basically that's how I got into podcasting. Um, well, awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you're into podcast. I'm glad you're doing it because another reason, like, I mean, obviously a part of that is like the people that you can affect with by teaching them more about leadership. Because, like we were saying at the beginning, it's something you can apply in almost any situation. We need we need leaders, not bosses. And I think that's why I saw in your yep. bio when I was first meeting with you for you to be a, a guest star on our podcast. Yep. And I was like, that's exactly what we're not focusing on nowadays. Right. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are focusing on, you know, we need to gain money quickly. And that kind of turns people into ravenous wolves. And, and so we, we create bosses instead of leaders. And it's like, man. what do we do? What do we 100%. do about that? Yeah, How do that, we change that, that mindset? That whole hustle mentality, grind mentality is actually uh, doing a negative impact, just like you said, of creating bosses because people aren't taking the time to develop the leadership skills that are needed. And some people have it right away. I will fully admit some people have it. And other people, it takes work. Can anybody become a leader? Yeah, within within reason for sure. Do you expect everybody to be able to lead you know, the country or lead a multinational, multinational organization? Maybe not, but you know what? Within their own scope, everybody can be a leader for sure. It just, you know, some people comes naturally, other people it takes a little bit of work, but we can all do it. And so that's some awesome. level. That's awesome. Do you work um, face-to-face with any clientele or this is all through um, your podcast and you just kind of share advice and tips about becoming a leader? Yeah. So most, uh, my biggest, my biggest, obviously, uh, thing is the podcast for sure. I do do uh, one-on-one coaching, which is 99.9% through zoom, just like we're talking right now. Right. 
So I do uh, help out clients that way too. When, when, when I got the time, I, I'm currently full right now. <laughs> right. Um, I totally so, understand that being busy and you're in the military, man. I mean, like you got to crank well, up. Yeah, on, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, I'm actually, I'm living away from home now because I'm working on master's number two through a military program. So, wow. Holy cow. <laughs> you're crazy, man. You're on top of it. Um, what would you say then? So you, you've been talking with people, you've done this face to face and help people become better leaders. What is probably the number one thing impeding someone from being a good leader? Like something you see that's happening across the board that you're like, we need to focus on this more to become better leaders. Communication, 100% communication skills. If you go back to any organization that has any kind of problem, I would say close to 90% of the time, it's some kind of communication fault that's going on. Uh, whether or not uh, the person just lacks communication skills, the ability to actually communicate what they're envisioning or have intent to do to their people or often the horrible uh, assumption that everybody actually knows what you're talking about when you don't, when they actually don't. So it's the communication skill. And that is often a low hanging fruit. I often say it's better to over communicate than under communicate because yeah, sure. People can get annoyed hearing the same thing over and over. You know what? I get annoyed hearing the same thing over and over again. When my yeah. four year olds say, you know, Hey dad, Hey dad, Hey dad, you know, we kind of get, annoyed. <laughs> but, at le- but at least I know he's alive. Hey, that's a good point. Good right. Point. Yeah. So if I didn't hear him, I always go, What's going on? Wait a second. Wait out. Wait out. What's going yeah. on? Right. <laughs> What's he doing right now? Where, where's the yeah. trouble? You know? <laughs> exactly. That's, awesome. so. That's interesting. So what? What would you think? Okay. So I don't know where this marker actually came from. That was really weird. I just had it in my hand. Um. So g- communication. What is what is the difference between good communication and bad communication when it comes to leaders and bosses? Um. Yeah. Whew, that's a good one. Um. I think obviously bad communication is when people don't communicate regardless. Uh, they they uh, just don't. And often sometimes people, bosses have this mentality of if I have the information, I have the power, right? Information is power, right? But you actually have a team. So yes, information is power if information gets disseminated. If you hold all the information, you have potential power, I would say. Oh, I like that. Right? Like that. So it needs to go to your team so they can go out and do whatever they do on your behalf because you as the boss or you as the leader of the organization, you're actually most of the time not doing the business. You know, if you run a sales team, well, you're not actually most of the time, your job isn't sales. Your job is managing the sales team. The people who are actually doing the sales are your people. They're the ones that are interacting with the customers. They're the ones that are you know, going door to door, doing the cold calls, whatever, whatever the model is on your behalf. So if you hold this information, and they don't have it, well, they're not going to be able to get those sales for you because they're missing, missing that key piece of information. Right. So that's, that's often what you see with bosses. Again, leaders, they'll push that information out. They'll make sure people are, are aware of whatever is going on, whatever information is in, and whether that is being written communication and oral communication, both are, is the best when it's possible. So if you guys are using Slack or you know, the good old mass email, but you can't assume everybody's read it. Exactly. Right. So whenever I hate it, it's like people, as soon as they hit send on the email, they <laughs> automatically assume it's been one read and two, the biggest fault is understood. Uh-huh. That's the, that's the key part. I think that's a, a very right. Important that is part. The, it's super key part is like, oh yeah, they understand what I mean. Well, no, it's written text. It, it's written by you. You know what you're saying there because you're the one that wrote it, but the other person may not know what you're talking about. Yeah. So you need to follow up. You need to either have that verbal cue, face-to-face chat, or even written confirmation that, yep, got it, understood, whatever. I, I like that you said that face-to-face chat because immediately I'm thinking, well, communication, how much of communication 
is actually verbal versus what you're seeing, what you're doing, right? Like yeah. all of these, there's so many more parts to communication. Yeah, yeah. Um, that people sure. aren't body language, yeah. body language, all that. So when I was talking about my job, there was a squadron commander. Every at least I would try my best once a week to get at what we call walk the lines. Uh, my squadron mm. was located in nine different buildings. We're spread out across the base. So I'd get it with my right hand man, me and my sergeant major, and we go out and we go talk, walk around, see, see the troops, see the people that are working, talk to them, make sure that the information I'm passing at our weekly coordination meetings are actually getting to the lowest levels. And heaven forbid, when it didn't, I'd be going back to, you know, the senior leaders within their organizations going, what the heck's going on, guys? Like this was yep. passed on two weeks ago and this person doesn't know. And sometimes it's a valid reason, you know, they, they've been away and just got back today. Or sometimes it's super not valid reason. And it's like, well, yeah, no one told them. Well, why not? Yeah. Right. This is the communication breakdown. So you got to keep following up in that presence part of getting out and just walking around and talking to your people is super key. You can't be chained to the desk for sure. Right. And I, immediately I, w- I was thinking something that's important to realize about being a boss and being a leader. These aren't roles or titles that you can just give yourself, right? I don't just call myself a leader. It's based off actions. It's based off things you're doing, right? To become a leader, you have to be being a leader, right? So it's like no one can just give you a certification and say you're a leader and then you act like a boss. It doesn't make sense. So, but moving forward to, um, I was thinking in when you're communicating, because I like what we're talking about right now, um, how big of a role does trust and reliability play in communications. Yeah, trust is key. I, I live by the motto that uh, trust trust is given until lost because everybody wants to do a good job, right? Ah. Every they, they do. People want to do a good job. So very few people go out of their way to do something wrong, do something, you know, cheat the system, whatever, steal from an organization. There's that percentage of population out there is so low to do that. So my motto is trust until it is lost. And the reason for that is like, you don't have time to, oh, go through this whole mentality of you have to earn my trust and it's hard to do. Well, mm-hmm. you know what? They are doing their job on your behalf again. I go back to that, right? So if you can't trust them to do their job, then why do you have them in the first place? And two, why are you the leader or the boss of that organization? You might as well be the person at the sales line and you might yeah. as well have someone back there who can trust the people to do their job. So you yeah. have to have trust. It has to be the cornerstone. Now, that being said, it does behoove the leader to go ahead and follow up. Not because yes. <laughs> that not because, you know, um, not because of mistrust, but just to kind of insurance that they're actually doing what you are looking for them to do. Sometimes they're doing the eighty percent solution of what you're looking for them to do, and then you're tweaking. But you know, once a blue moon you don't do find that person who's broken your trust for whatever reason, then you have to deal with it. But again, if you live by that motto, trust until lost, you're going to be much better off than trust has to be earned. Right. Like if you're put in a situation where you're a leader and you're already thinking, man, I can't trust these guys. They have to earn it first. Now your communication has been disrupted, hasn't it? Because trust plays a good role in how you communicate with others. I and, believe that. Yep. And on the other flip side is if you're my, if you're, you know, my manager or whatever, and you say that to me, well, guess what happens immediately? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The inverse goes back to you and like, well, how do I trust you? How do I know you have my back? How do I know you have my best intentions at heart? How do I know you're going to go, you know, go and seek up for me whenever I need it, et cetera. You know, give me the tools that are needed to do my job, all this stuff. I don't trust you. Right. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden then I start looking for ways to skirt the system, looking for exactly. those ways to, you know, gain the competitive edge. Cause 
you've just instilled a culture of non-trust. I don't trust my colleagues anymore because maybe they're thinking the same thing I'm just thinking. Well, how do we all get ahead? And also you got this, you know, backstabbing culture bred into your organization. It's just like <laughs> there's this game of Monopoly. Everyone's heard of Monopoly, right? And that's just you open that box and you feel the devil come out. And it's, <laughs> and it's, it's because like someone steals a little $100 bill there. And now everyone's on edge <laughs> and it's like, fetch, like who do we trust? I can't trade with you. I don't want you to win. It's, it's kind of the same. You have to have that established form of trust or else it just backfires and you're burning bridges and you're, you're destroying walls. And it's just now no one's working effectively. And it all stems from how you communicate. And the fact that you look for the good in people, what makes, I I like this. So I think one of the key characteristics of being a leader is the fact that you can look for the good in people. And that's something that everyone can do. You don't have to be born with that, right? You can, you can decide right now to look for the positive in things and the people around you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally can. Hey, Questers. I hope you're enjoying this episode with Scott McCarthy. I know I am. I'm learning a lot about leadership. I just wanted to take a quick break and tell you a little bit about our sponsor. This episode of Success Quest is sponsored by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible before. It's an amazing service that allows you to listen to just about any audiobook out there. Audible is giving the listeners of the Success Quest podcast a free month trial. And with that free month, you'll get one free audiobook and two free Audible originals. After the free month trial, you'll get one book and two Audible originals every month after that. So to learn more about Audible and sign up for the service, go ahead and go to mysuccessquest.com slash audible. And thank you to Audible for sponsoring Success Quest. I love that. So now that we're kind of getting the basics of leadership out of the way. What are some of the leadership skills that you've obtained through the military? Because I think immediately when I think of military leadership, I think of like people yelling at my face if I'm not doing something right. <laughs> and it's like, oh, man, is that really leadership? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, how did the military actually teach you leadership skills? Uh, it's funny. Everybody thinks the military and you automatically get that uh, when the opening scenes there from that movie Full Metal Jacket, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gunny Surge and Hartman walking around. Yeah, there's a lot of that during basic training, but it dies. Once you get out of the training system, it dies pretty quick. Oh, yeah, I don't know. There's none of that. Now, does it happen from time to time? Yeah, it happens from time to time. Sometimes people just need to get what we refer to as jacked up and then they go away. (laughs) (laughs) But most of the time, it's not that. It, it, It is back to that communication a bit. It's back to communication. It's back to motivating people, informing it you know, informing them of what, what's going on, what the goal is, why it's important, where they fit in. So that whole communication bit again, right? It's the planning skills because as a leader, you Ooh. need to be able to plan, right? You need to be able to foresee the future, having a vision for the future. Ooh, I like all this. I like where we're yeah, going with this. So there, there's all these other bits uh, in the military. So for us, we what we refer to as command. So command is like, Kind of, I wouldn't say the ultimate thing, but that's the boss, right? The commander is in charge of everything. And that's right. when two parts, two aspects fuse together. That's when we have management side and leadership side fused together. And actually as a leader in, in civilian business, well, those things matter. So 
you need to have the skill sets to motivate your people, inspire your people, to get them to believe in the vision and the goal and work towards the goal. But at the same time, you need the management bit of ensuring they got the resources they need, make sure that people are being properly taken care of, make sure planning is done. Because if this side fails, well, that side's going to fail because people are going to stop believing. Like, well, you, yeah, you say we're going to get to $10 million worth of sales, but man, you can't even, you know, give me a credit card to expense some things like, but then on the other side is if you got all this all squared away, good to go, but you can't inspire anybody. Well, they're not going to go doing all the, the hard work or staying late to get the job done when the time calls. So you got to work mm-hmm. on both of those sides to be that, that leader to get things moving forward. I love that. The planning aspect, the vision aspect, the communications, all of that plays an essential role in becoming a good leader. So I, w- I wanted to ask about, because we're talking about leadership And it's easy to immediately think leadership in a business or an organization or a group and people that you aren't necessarily friends with, I guess. Mm -hmm. We imagine leaders. Um, But I'm also thinking about a lot of our listeners, something that's more relatable maybe is even being a leader in your home and not necessarily um, being the sole leader, like I'm the dad, so I'm the leader of the house, right? How do you you become an efficient co-leader with your spouse? Because I think that's an interesting aspect of it too. How, how can you both strive for wow. effective leadership? Going down the parenting and, and, and uh, marriage route here now. This yeah. is interesting. This is something <laughs> I, I literally had never gone down before, but I can definitely talk oh, about cool. it. Oh, cool. I love that. Uh, I think it, you need to kind of focus on what they refer to as servant leadership. Are you making Ooh. sure those uh, that are around you are taken care of, right? So if you're a parent, making sure your kids are taken care of, right? Or needs being met, you know, food on the table, clothes on their backs, roof over their head. For your spouse, you know, are, are there are his or her or her needs being taken care of? Do uh, uh, do they have the things that they need for life? Are they getting you know what solo time? Because I, yeah. I think I heard it. I think I heard a kid in your background there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> but like, a kid back there. yeah. So when I go home right now, like I said, I'm here. I'm here working on my uh, program for the military by myself. I live by myself here. I go home on the weekends. Uh, as soon as I get home, it's like. The wife isn't necessarily, my wife isn't necessarily just handing me the boy, my boys, but I'm taking them like, okay, yeah. She's like, oh, I want to do this. I'm like, go. Giving her the time that, that she needs to recruit, have some solo time, time away, right? It's like, oh, mom's going to shower. You know what, boys? Stay downstairs. Stay yeah. downstairs until she comes in. So you're kind of serving, you know, being a servant. But at the same time, you're also being a servant because you can't automatically assume that they know what you need as well. So you let them know, like, you know what? I need I need to run out for half an hour or the kids are driving me nuts. Like you got to take it to this right now. I'm pulling out before I go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right. all right. And, and again, it boils back to that whole communication bit. Leadership is one big ball of communication. So when I was home, I was actually home all last week and I was talking to a buddy, a good friend of mine. I'm like, Oh yeah, let's get together for some beer. It's like, okay, Tuesday night works for me. I'm like, okay, let me double check. And it's like quick check with the wife. I'm like, Hey, you got plans Tuesday night? She's like, well, I was planning on doing this one thing, but I can do it Wednesday. I'm like, do you mind doing it Wednesday? And then I can go out with beers with Rob Tuesday. She's like, cool. Okay. Text. Boom. Done. And you know, you take care of, and not only did I just take care of myself, but also took care of her because now she knows she has Wednesday night to go ahead and do her thing. I have Tuesday night to do my thing. That means Wednesday, I have to make sure the boys are taken care of. And it's just that whole, everybody's being served. Everybody's getting their needs met. And at the end of the day, we're all happy, right? I think that's so interesting that as, as soon as we talk about leadership, you dive straight into being a servant. And I thought that I was like, that's exactly what it's about, right? It's, it's about understanding that you're not above people that maybe you're not even on that equal level. You see other people as you need to help them. 
right? So you're putting them kind of on a step above you, honestly, and you're looking upwards saying, how can I serve you? And somehow that translates to being a good leader. And I love that. Right. So yeah, you, you can't look, I, I, I hate when people look at uh, define things as, oh, you're better than them, or they're not as good as you. It's just different, different aspects, different jobs, different, you know, responsibilities. I may be a horrible salesperson, but I can still be a sales manager. Why? Because I can manage a team. I can go ahead. I can do research on the latest trends, et cetera, and say, okay, I want you to go try this. Let me report back to me how it goes. Oh, it came back. Yeah, my sales went through the roof. Blah, blah. Okay, rest of the team, we're going to implement this. I can do those types of things, but maybe I just can't. I, I clench up on the phone. Right. Right. But then maybe my, one of my other people are like the best salesperson in the whole U.S. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just like, oh, man. It's like, oh. <laughs> So they're the best at that. I'm the best at what I do. No one's better than no one. I, in the end of the day, I, but I have the responsibility to manage that team, to lead that team. And that's the biggest difference, right? So if you take care of their needs, they're going to take care of yours. That's awesome. That's really cool. It's, it's so, it was, I just thought that was really cool because I guess not everyone's first immediate thought to become a leader is to be a servant and to kind of have that type of perspective. So important, so necessary. When um, I, go ahead. Go ahead. So when I talk about delegation uh, and delegating responsibilities and powers and stuff like this, I always often say, when you love something, let it go. Right. Let it go. Yeah, exactly. Right. From Frozen, <laughs> all, all the parents are like, oh, no, Frozen 2 is coming out. Oh, damn you, Scott. <laughs> but that's, no. the, but that's the, the point is empowering your people. The more you empower them, the more they can do on their own, the less they have to come back to you for you know, approvals and checks and balances. And they have the ability to go do things on your behalf squishes that timeline down gears go to an organization runs smoother runs quicker and you're f- flying i love that questers if I, I, everything that we're talking about here about becoming a leader these are things that you can apply to your daily life and like i was trying i was trying to help you guys see it um in a, a more parental side in your marriage side it could be with any relationship honestly um and in the business side of things or the worldly side of things um, leader, becoming a leader is so vital and, and just understanding. And we were, I guess being a leader, honestly, is just communication, right? That's what we've been talking about this whole entire time. So th- I have a question for you now, Scott. Um, can I have good communication without being well articulated? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like a lot of people that I know at least come to me and they're like, man, it must be so easy because you can speak so well and it's, you can just talk to anybody and I can never do that. And so I can never be this. And I'm like, oh, that's not true. Right. Am I right? Or am I wrong? Um, I think it would be more difficult if you're not uh, articulate. What I would suggest is you double down on your strengths, but work on your weaknesses at the same time. So if you're not necessarily a good verbal communicator, good presenter, Mm-hmm. but you write really well to the point where everybody understands and you do it concisely and that it's not 18 pages when only two paragraphs would work, then double down on that, but continue to work on your verbal. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. you need, I love that. right. You need so double down on your strengths, but continue to work on your weaknesses. If you can talk face to face one-on-one, but you can't necessarily get up in front of a big group of people. Well, you know, do that double down on that face to face by getting out, walking around, seeing people. But, take opportunities to work on presenting so that you do get more comfortable with it. You do become better because it is yeah. so vital. I, I used to that. take every time I would talk to my people. I always believe is like, this is not me briefing or presenting. This is me an opportunity to get better at communicating with my people. And I would, 
as once a month at times I would get all 200 together and we would, and would talk about, you know, whatever issues going on. One of the biggest things that was going on was we were getting a new building. So we're consolidating down from nine buildings to three. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were vacating, I think uh, seven, we were vacating seven to a new one. So we're often, I was giving briefing updates to all my organization because it was changing everything with our organization back mm-hmm. to that planning thing, back to that communicating thing. It was going to change. Uh, it was going to change the structure organization, the workflow to organization where people worked on a day-to-day basis. We were changing basically everything. So back to analysis, back to planning, back to organization skills, communicating, giving the vision of what the squadron was going to look like when we got to this new building, how things were going to work. Right. So it was always an opportunity for me to work on presenting to large groups because it wasn't necessarily something I did often, although I don't necessarily have a hard time doing it. I just never had the opportunity often to do really big groups. I had small groups, but right. not really big groups. Very so interesting. if you look at it in that, that sense, it's just an opportunity to improve your skills, double down on where your strengths are and work on improving your weaknesses. You will become that great communicator. That's fantastic. And I think another thing I'm immediately, so when I think of great leaders of our time, or you look in history, um, yeah, some of them were very articulate, right? I mean, like those guys were actually like striving for guys or gals were striving for leadership Mm. positions because they knew that they were really well articulated. They knew that they could speak really eloquently. And um, that's what, that's what salespeople are. Right. But at the same time, there were some of those leaders that didn't have to say anything like one of the leaders immediately Gandhi, right? Everyone loved that guy because he, he did something big, right? Cause he right. did some, he, some action that inspired the world. And I think in that sense, also, you don't necessarily have to be a great communicator or great oh, communicator. Yes. Um, speaker, not necessarily. I think, uh, but I do agree that definitely um, got to focus on those weaknesses as well. If you aren't a great speaker, don't just give up on that and be like, okay, now I'm just going to focus on all my other different kinds of things. You got to have both of those. You got to focus on honing in on weaknesses and strengths, like you were saying. I thought that was great. And I would suggest that this, you know, Gandhi's great example, just because he didn't speak a lot doesn't mean the word that he said didn't mean anything. Yeah. In fact, it was like quantity doesn't necessarily mean quality, right? Exactly. And it's like some of the smallest things he ever said, because there's not a lot, I guess, were fantastic. And I just, I love that. Or even um, another one that came to mind, uh, that necess- didn't necessarily even want to become a leader or someone who influenced people, um, Helen Keller. That's kind right. of an interesting thought. She she couldn't do any type of communication until she was a lot older, and she ended up influencing people all over the world. And I think that's that's an incredible story too. So if you guys are thinking, man, I can't be a leader because I can't speak very well, you got a good chance. I mean, <laughs> I mean Helen Keller couldn't speak at all and <laughs> at all or communicate barely at all either and so i mean like it's you you just have to focus what what you're good on like scott was saying and questers then hone in on what you're you're not that great in, and work slowly but surely to improve those little things and anyone can become a good leader um you just have to work on it if i could just add in a little you know opportunities are there we just don't necessarily see them if you have kids you know become a coach for one of their sports teams what do you do the whole time that practices I love that. It, you know, Toastmasters, not a great way. If you're not good at public speaking, uh, there's meetup groups for, for oh, writing, yeah. right? Everything. There's there so many opportunities. You just have to shift your men- mentality about it a little bit and say, okay, where can I go to get in front of people and just talk about something that, you know, comfortable with at first and then work your way up and you'll find it. 
you'll find it. You just got to look for those opportunities. They're everywhere. I love that. I love that. Well, Scott, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and locate you to listen to your podcast? Um, you said you had a website. Why don't you go ahead and share that with our listeners? Yeah, for sure. Uh, website is movingforwardleadership.com. Uh, that's where my podcast show notes are. That's where all my consulting uh, web pages, all those things. If you want to listen to the podcast, I'm on every possible player out there i think <laughs> he's like hook me up anywhere yeah just look at uh, apple stitcher spotify whatever moving yeah. forward leadership That's if you fantastic. go to moving leadership.com forward slash subscribe the the links are gonna be there along with the player that you can listen to some shows uh as well for your the questers out there i do got a free giveaway oh here it comes questers see this is why you really tuned in let's yeah, exactly. be honest. i'm just kidding <laughs> So uh, I do have my own ebook. It's called The Nine Foundations of Leadership. Uh, and Fantastic. It's all, yeah. And uh, so the free giveaway gives you the first two chapters. So no if, way. Fantastic. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So if you go to movingforwardleadership.com forward slash download, uh, that will, you just sign up and you'll get the uh, first two chapters emailed to you direct. Hey, Questers, if you guys want to go check out Scott's stuff, if you really enjoyed this episode and all the awesome wisdom and knowledge that Scott has been giving us through his years of service and through his expertise, go and, and check out his website. And you just got to put forward slash download at yep. the end. Download. And then you'll get two chapters for free of his book. And you can kind of taste exactly where the book is heading. If you want to download the whole thing, how much is that going to cost? It's like, it's like a buck or a couple of bucks. I forget what the price is at now. Hey, so there you go, guys. It's, it was relatively cheap. So the, the first, uh, first chapter focuses on how to be the, uh, be the expert. And then the second chapter focuses around being a constant change for improvement within your That's organization. That's fantastic. So just give it a little taste. Uh, And then as well, if you're into self-development, self uh, and goal setting, we are just literally right around the corner from 2020. I do have a goal setting program, which you can follow uh, and you can join in on that. I call it the power goal program. So, it's even beyond, you will hear, I'm sure you've heard of SMART goals. It's even beyond SMART goals where you actually focus in on uh, what your goals mean to you, finding out where, how you can achieve your goals, planning them, executing them or reviewing, and most importantly, how you can get away from when you fall down, but how do you actually get back up when you fall down? So that's my power goal program that's there. And uh, people can check that on the website. The link's there at the top of the menu bar. That's fantastic. Hey, well, squat, thank you so much. I said squat. <laughs> I'm thinking about military. I'm thinking squats been, and push-ups. I've been called worse. Don't worry. This. <laughs> I'm just worried you're going like, to tell me to crank out 20 right now. Um, but you know what? Thank you so much, Scott, for your time uh, and all of your expertise. I mean, this has been a phenomenal episode. Um, and I'm sure the questers at home appreciate you. So, And questers, don't forget to check him out. All right. Well, a huge thank you to both Caleb and Scott. I learned a lot from this episode. I've always thought that leadership is one of the most important qualities that we can we can gain. I mean, especially if you think about it, it's the way that we can influence other people. Whether that be your family, your friends, or in a business situation, your employees. Honestly, leadership is incredibly important. So thank you for that. And thank you to you for listening till the very end of the episode. That's pretty incredible. So thank you. Thank you for supporting us in that way. This week, I'd like to invite you to do one thing. And guess what? There actually is a little bit of a perk in it for you. We are giving away a $20 Amazon gift card at the end of this month. We are currently in December of 2019. And at the end of this month, we are going to be giving away one $20 Amazon gift card. To enter, all you have to do is go to our support page on our website. That is 
mysuccessquest.com slash support. Once you're there on that page, you'll see a list of things you can do to support the show. Some of them are free. For example, sharing the podcast, right? Some of them you can actually give us a little bit of money or you can purchase Success Quest merchandise. But anyways, go to that page, look at the different things you can do and do one of them. And then all you got to do to enter to get that $20 gift card is send an email to podcast at mysuccessquest.com and let us know what you did to support the show. It's that simple. And as a thank you, we will enter you in to a drawing to get that $20 Amazon gift card. Thank you so much for supporting Success Quest. It really means a lot to us. I mean, the whole point of this show is to help the community of Success Questers so that we can all become better together. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Have a successful day.